Okay, hi everyone, I'm Richard Shiner, Head of Evidence and Effective Practice at Offer, which I've been in the role since September last year, but I've been in Offer for about six years and I was in Hefke before that. Um, I'm also currently on secondment at Bristol University one day a week doing a project looking at some research into white disadvantaged males. So although I don't really have a research background, I am actually doing a research project at Bristol. Um, generally when I do presentations about evaluation it's to a room of WP practitioners and so presentations tend to be pitched in that way but obviously this is a bit more of a mixed audience so hopefully it will be useful and interesting. <laughs> I'm sure you'll tell me if it's not. Um, so these are the things I'm going to talk about. A little bit about offers expectations on evaluation, to how we approach it ourselves and how we, work, how we want to work with the sector why we think it's important, and then a bit about how Offer can support you, and then finally for some feedback on the Narupi and something about measuring long-term progress, which I think has come up throughout the day and is one of my bugbears. So, um, evaluation and showing evidence of impact has become more and more important over the last few years, and there's been a there's certainly been an increased emphasis in offers guidance, as I'm sure you'll know. Um, so just thought I'd list some of the things that we say in our guidance. As you know, and we've talked about it today, we are focused on outcomes, you know, number of entrants that you're getting at your university, whether you're increasing retention rates, degree attainment, etc. Um, so that is that is fundamental to offer. But we're also really interested in the quality of your evaluative work and how institutions are contributing to sectors' understanding of, of effective practice by delivering and sharing findings. We're also really keen to see institutions spending smarter, so basing your decisions on the most available evidence, prioritising act activities that have the greatest impact um, on areas where they require most improvement. And so obviously effective evaluation helps you to do that. And we want to see, and this has come up today quite a lot, we want to see evidence of reflective practice and access agreements. So demonstrating how institutions are using the lessons that they learn from previous activities and, and making improvements to future ones. We also, which is pertinent to today and today's audience, we really want to see institutions building a community of academics and researchers to enhance understanding of effective practice so it's not just left to WP practitioners. And then finally, as I'm going to come on to at the end of the presentation. It's it's a lot harder to measure impact for longer term activities such as when you're doing long term outreach with younger age groups and so some of the things that we say in our guidance we ask institutions to consider evaluating the impact of these activities based on learner outcomes at regular intervals during the programme so key transition points such as the end of term or academic year as well as evaluating the overall success of the programme. So I've told you a bit about our expectations and then I, I thought it would be useful to explain how we approach evaluation ourselves. So just a bit of background, offers evidence and effective practice teams about three years old. Um, so previously we had published some large scale research projects but we, this is, we've only really been doing it strategically for the last three years. And we do have a strategy which fits on the page of A4, so it's very simple. Um, and we commit to improving the quality of institutional evaluation, ensure improvements are geared towards achieving better outcomes across the sector. 
and it, and it sets out what we're trying to do and how we're trying to achieve it. It's pretty simple. So firstly, the thing that we think is of its role is to set the key research focus for us and for the sector. And we don't just get in a room and decide what that is amongst ourselves. We invite colleagues from across the sector to help us identify what the gaps are, what the key areas are. And those tend to be quite broad areas. So previously, financial support was our focus because half of all access agreement spend is on bursaries and scholarships. And yet the evidence of whether they work is quite patchy. So we've been, we've We've developed some evaluation tools to support institutions to understand whether their bursaries are working. We've now moved away from financial support and we're now focusing on outreach because again I think the evidence is patchy. Um, there's some really good evidence and there's some not so good stuff and so we, we feel like it's our role to support the sector to be able to evaluate that outreach in a better way. We then challenge the sector through effective inquiry so offer can't be expected to know all the answers Institutions know far better than us what works within their context, but we would challenge institutions to know that and to try and find that out. So we also share what we do know about the evidence in a way that's supportive to institutions, and we encourage the use and dissemination of research and evaluation, and we influence others to try and undertake research to fill the gaps, because we have a tiny research budget, it's less than £100,000, so we can't do all the research, we need, we need help. And then by doing by setting the focus, asking those questions, hopefully that facilitates activity and behavioural change across the sector. Some of that activity is offer itself, commissioning research, doing in-house analysis, but we also expect to see behavioural change in institutions, so in terms of more developed evaluation plans, reflective practice that results in changes to fair access work, and also adopting a whole institution approach, so using academic resource within institutions. So, but what does that actually mean in practice? So, we we have some kind of high-level principles, that, ways that we want to work with the sector and outputs that we're trying to achieve. All of our research projects are collaborative, so, and that's in design as well as implementation. So they are done in collaboration with institutions, a, a group of institutions, rather than off on their own. Um, we aim to develop more nuanced and context-specific approaches to evaluation that meet the needs of government policymakers, institutional senior staff and practitioners. So we're looking to develop evaluation guidance and tools so that institutions can find out within their own context what works rather than some kind of one-size-fits-all approach. As I said, our research projects are led by institutions and they aim to support institutions to evaluate the impact of their work within their own context. Um, and so rather, rather, rather than doing some kind of one-size-fits-all framework, we, we look to develop a patchwork of evaluation methods. Um, so we expect to see in detail what institutions are doing in terms of evaluating specific types of activity using a range of data and methods as appropriate. And then we share and disseminate those. And we're also trying to support the development of approaches to evaluation that are scalable and transferable. So it's important that the guidance and tools that we develop can be used across a diverse sector, um, which isn't always possible. So our financial support evaluation tools probably can't be, the data model probably can't be effectively used by further education colleges because it's all about inputting a piece of data, which not all of them have. But we are trying to create things that are as scalable and transferable as possible. And then finally, 
ideally we need to have separate level buy-in because if you don't find these tools helpful or you don't see the point of using them then it's a waste of everyone's time so we're not looking to do some kind of top-down approach to evaluation asking telling institutions how to do it um, we're looking to, to have that bottom-up that, that discussion that open discussion about the best ways of working and how we can be supportive to you so I don't, I don't really need to convince people why evaluation is important because I've assumed that you're here because you think it is important. Um, but it is becoming increasingly important to access agreement approval and monitoring because it provides a broader context to institutional expenditure, strategy, performance. And one of the things that's become clear through our monitoring returns is that we as a sector need to urgently find better ways of evaluating and measuring the impact of access measures so that we can find out what's effective and then share that good practice between institutions and one of the major challenges for institutions lies in the diversity and the flux across the sector so as we've just been discussing in terms of the heat tracker um, you may do outreach work and those students don't end up going to your university um, whereas collaborative um, methods and tracking services like heat can support you to do that type of evaluation to find out if they are going elsewhere so that you can get that credit for doing that work and so in our guidance we to institutions we call on them to find new and better ways of evaluating impact and to evaluate in ways which best support institutions own contexts and diversity and then importantly we also make it clear that evaluation shouldn't be tacked on at the end of a project part of the wash up effective evaluation is, is embedded into the planning and delivery and the reflection of any activity Sorry, that, that um, diagram is a bit stretched, um, but I thought this might be helpful. So it's not just important to be doing evaluation, but ideally it should be part of a strategy. Um, so this diagram shows how an institution can use different sources of evidence to embed evaluative reflexivity into a successful access strategy. So it's meant to show what different sources of evidence are available to an institution to enable them to find out what works to improve access, to do more of it, and critically to learn from what has worked less well. So this can involve using your academic research and expertise. Um, examples of that, University of Bristol have its own dedicated funds for academic departments to bid and do research into WP. And Julia mentioned at University of Sheffield they have a, an evaluation unit. And so we're seeing more and more of that type of engagement between academic communities and the WP and fair access work, um, which is great. We want to see more of that. So sharing what works and what doesn't is key. Um, and this includes making sure that the evidence shared is process-led and not just limited to final outcomes. So sharing the process of your evaluation, the methods used, the data is really important and offers in a strong position to support the sector to share knowledge and build expertise by acting as a champion of effective practice. So there's some things that we can do to help you and support you, um, particularly in my team, because I like to think that uh, the challenge and support role that offer is supposed to enact that we do a bit more of the supporting. Um, so first of all, like I said, we do, although we have a small budget, we're doing quite a lot of commissioned research projects. 
Um, and these are led by institutions, usually by academics and practitioners in in those universities. So there are opportunities to work with us, to come to us and persuade us um, that you've got a good idea, a good piece of evidence that's going to fill a gap. Um, and also, when we put out tenders, they're, they're not fixed, rigid plans. We're quite open to you suggesting, actually, this would be a better way of trying to answer that question. And we're very open to that. Like I said before, we, all, we also work with colleagues across the sector to identify gaps and decide which areas to focus on. So we hold meetings where colleagues from across the sector help us in doing that. So if you're interested in being part of that, let us know and we'd be really keen for you to be involved. Also, if you've done your own research and you want to get those findings and share them, send them to us. We'd be happy to, do, to share them with others. Um, and we'd just be interested to know about them anyway. We also hold lots of access agreement data. So we have a qualitative analysis software, so all the access agreements are put into that, and we've coded them and analysed them, and we can share that with you for research purposes if you want it, if, if you find it helpful. And lots of people do ask for that, that information. So we've, we've coded all the access agreements in terms of attainment raising activities, and I know a few people who are looking to have that data from us and then do some work to look at that. We'll also write letters of support to funders. So if you've got a bid, for example, to a research funding council and you want a letter of support from Offer, if we think that your research is going to be helpful in this area, then we'll, we'll write that letter. And then we're just there for giving guidance. So if you've just got questions and advice, um, you know, we're learning from you as much as you are from us, but we're more than happy to do that. And then finally, I thought, as we've been discussing in the Rupee, that um, I'll talk a bit about that. So some of you may know that in the National Strategy for Access and Student Success, Offer and Hefke committed to developing a, a national evaluation framework. However, as I've discussed, that's, we've kind of moved away from that approach, really, if we're honest, um, for several reasons. So we're looking at championing different approaches to evaluation rather than some one-size-fits-all framework which we don't think we think it'd be we think it'd be very difficult to just develop that in the first place and even if we did we don't think it would get sector level buy-in but it's actually really positive that Bath have developed their own framework and clearly it can be adopted by others and it's flexible so that's fantastic and so we're we're just really keen to be championing work like that and we can learn from it ourselves when developing our guidance for institutions I think it's a particularly good example because, as we've heard this morning, it's theoretically based, but it's also very logical, um, easy to adapt for different types of interventions. And I know that lots, I know from today that various institutions are already using it. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about, which I kind of shoehorned into this presentation because it's not, it is kind of linked, but is around measuring long-term progress. So at the moment, as I said at the start, offer is focused on outcomes, so bums on seats really, that's what we're measuring institutions on, how many students have you got from polar quintiles, one, two, state schools, um, etc. But at the same time, we're telling you to do long-term outreach, work with primary kids, work with younger age, secondary, and it feels like there's a, a bit of a mismatch there, so and I'm, not that, I'm not particularly comfortable with that mismatch, and so that there's a role for offer to support institutions to be able to not only measure that longer term work, which I think 
frameworks like Nerupi can do that. But also, there's a role for us to work out how that how that impact that isn't bums on seats contributes to how we assess your performance in terms of WP. Um, that is a very big challenge to do that, but we're, we've put a bid to government for additional research money to do that over the next year. That's going to be one of our main projects, so if you're interested in being part of that, informing how we develop that project, then let us know, because I think as we move into the OFS and the TEF and everything that's going on, that's going to be one of the key things, because it's not the work you do isn't just about post-16 um, getting people 18 year olds into university there's so much more and if we're if we're strongly encouraging you to do it we need we need to give you that credit as well so happy to take questions also um, we have an evidence at offer email address where you can email us or you can just email me directly thank you